to live and die. 
Can I kneel down in 
trying to feel your presence now. Lord, I want to be your favorite child. So I'm coming closer and closer to
You'll never find a job like telling the world about Jesus, Savior of the world. You'll never find a job like being on the mission where Jesus is the one telling you what to do. Oh, I know about the other jobs, and I know that I could do many other things, but no, nothing compares. Spreading the gospel, the gospel of Jesus to the ends of the world. I don't want you to search in vain for things you will never find. the jobs and I know that I could do many other things but no nothing compares you'll never find a job like working for Jesus you'll never find a job like working for Jesus you'll never find a job like working for Jesus. Your ear has not heard 
you'll never have The things God planned for you If you don't obey the call of God on your life Oh, I know about the other jobs And I know that I could do many other things But you'll never find a job like working with Jesus You'll never find a job like working with Jesus Like working for Jesus Oh, you'll never find a job like working for Jesus You'll never find a job like working for Jesus You'll never find a job like working for Jesus Do you know that you'll never find Like working for Jesus, a job like going up the mission. No, like Jesus, you'll never, 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 never find. You'll never find a job like working for Jesus, the Savior of the world. No, 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 you'll never find a job like working for generation of Christians is responsible for this generation of souls. Lost people matter to God. So they must matter to you. The command has been to go. Most of us have stayed at home. Help me say, Jesus, Savior of the world. Oh, oh, Jesus, Savior of the world. So all you gotta do is tell the world, tell the world, tell the world that Jesus saves. Tell the world, tell the world, tell the world that Jesus. Jesus, for he shall send his people forth. 
Hallelujah. Father, thanks a million for your blessings given to us this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Beautiful. You may be seated. How many enjoyed Ida's music? Do you want more of it? When you listen to the songs, do you become more spiritual? How many enjoy the song, There's No Job Like Working for Jesus? Wow, what a blessing. Now, God is really blessing us in this camp meeting. And I know that your life will never be the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The music is part of the preaching. But the Bible says, speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. The songs speak. So singing is is part of even counseling. Many of the relationship songs, they are all counseling. These days, when people write the words out and use it for discussions, for, for counseling. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's all stand and pray. I pray for the Holy Spirit to fill you. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, yesterday I showed you a scripture about why I write. Do you remember the scripture? 2 John verse 12. Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink. 
How many are going to take John up when you get to heaven on this for not writing? But I trust to come and see you shortly. So I want to introduce some new books that I wrote to you. This one is called Attempt Great Things for God. Attempt Great Things for God. This one is called The Determinants. The Determinants. What determines things that work? What determines a lot of things in your life, in your ministry? This one is called Everything by prayer and nothing without prayer. This one is called Faith Secrets. Faith Secrets. This one is called Flow in the Anointing. Flow in the anointing. This one is called Those Who Honor You. Those Who Honor You. It's one of the loyalty and disloyalty series. This one is called Make Yourself Saviors of Men. Make yourself saviors of men. It's a book. This is another book called Seven Great Principles, Second Edition. Second, Seven Great Principles. Seven Great Principles. Because recently I expanded the Seven Great Principles. So this is... This one is called... Steps to God's presence. How many want to experience the presence of God? Yes. Second John verse 12 says, Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper, but I trust to come unto you and speak to you face to face. I realize that we never saw him. So it would have been better for him to have written the things. So steps to God's presence. And this is another one also on the anointing and the presence of God. They are all different books. And this is another one called the double mega missionary church. Double Mega Missionary Church. Alright. So there are a couple more, but these are the ones that I'm introducing to you now. So it's a blessing. Is it a blessing? So you, are, you will enjoy all these books. This is the biggest one, Faith Secrets. Recently I was preaching about faith. A lot of those things are in there.
everything by prayer. Nothing without prayer. The determinants. The determinants. Attempt great things for God. The anointing and the presence. All these are not in the Macarius, unfortunately. So, if you have a Macarius, these ones are not Macarius books for now because it will make the Macarius too big. You cannot carry it. Steps to God's presence. Seven great principles. We even have a song on seven great principles now. Do you love the song on seven great I feel like hearing the, that song. I feel like hearing that song. This one is make yourself saviors of men. This one is those who honor you. And this one is flow in the anointing. Wow. And this one is a double mega missionary church. It has something we call shabby shepherding must go is in this what do you call it so that is powerful so you can get this but they, are, they don't exist in the Macarius that you have if you have a Macarius tell your neighbor I hear you don't have a Macarius That's, that is serious Now listen, one of the greatest mistakes, one of the greatest mistakes you can make is to not have a library, a library of books. Not that you are reading all at the same time, it must be there because there will come a time when you will realize, no, let me find an answer to something and then it will be in the book. So, you must, there's something you don't lend to people who want to borrow. You tell them, go and buy your own oil and come. Are you with me? Yes. Go and buy your own oil and come. So, that is a blessing. Amen. How many are excited about the new books. So you are blessed. You always having new books, new songs, new things. <laughs> All right. That's a blessing. Well, you may be seated. Father, thank you for the great privilege we have. In Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I was giving you ten commandments. What is the commandment number one? Know Jesus. Amen. Make Jesus the center of your life. Know him. And what he has done, how great things he has done for you. Number two, go into all the world. Amen. 
Number three, bear much fruit in every continent. Now, John 15 verse 16. John 15 verse 16. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain and that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. All right? So God has chosen you. Jesus has chosen you. These are the words of Jesus. You know, these are the words of Jesus. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you. Jesus is the one speaking. The one who came down from heaven. The one who was in the father's bosom. The one who raised the dead. The one who walked on the water. The one who opened the eyes of the blind. The one who made the paralyzed people walk. The one who calmed the storms. The one who predicted his own death. He said in two days I'll be crucified. The one who prophesied about exactly how he was going to die. The one who told Judas. You will betray me. You are betraying me now. The one who told the disciples. They are coming. They are coming. They are on the way. They are almost here. How can you know they are almost here? He is the one who said, you have not chosen me. You did not choose me. You, nobody here chose him. That is why in our little song it says, but you like me, Lord. And you chose me, Lord, isn't it? You made me love you. You made me like you. I believe that if I love God, it is he who made me love him. That's what I think. And unless God touches you, you can't love him and you don't love him. You have not chosen me. In fact, it's quite a strong statement. As you are here, you didn't choose God. Yes. You haven't chosen him. All of you young people who are happy to be here, you didn't choose God. So me, I, 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 when, I, when I heard the message, I said, yes, and I chose to serve the Lord. I, I chose, I chose. You chose nothing. He says, you have not chosen me but I have chosen you and ordained you. So tomorrow, when we have our ordination service, we have five things. Commissioning, ordination, appointing, consecration, all in one. It's a combo service. Yes, in the morning. It is just a human representation of um, what God has already done. You have not chosen me. 
I have chosen you. So if you are here and you like God, you love God. How many love God? It's not your choice. I don't know how it works. It's mysterious. Because you felt you were choosing. Isn't it? But you are realizing that he was choosing you and you felt like, you know, you were choosing something. Yes. Exodus chapter 2. Verse 1. Now, there went a man of the house of Levi and took a daughter, a wife, a daughter of Levi. Now, maybe we should start before, before, in Exodus chapter 1. Let's look at Chapter 1. These are the names of the children of Israel which came into Egypt, every man and his household. All right? Keep reading. Keep reading. Reuben, okay, Simon, and so on. Beautiful. Now, verse 7. It says, The children were fruitful and increased abundantly. All right? And multiplied. Okay? Hallelujah. Now, verse 8. A new king rose up over Egypt which knew not Joseph. And he said, let us deal, the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Let us deal wisely with them. Hallelujah. Lest they multiply and it come to pass that when there is a war, they join our enemies and fight against us. So they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pithom and Ramses. So Pharaoh is a type of Satan. He's a, a picture or a symbol or um, a type of Satan represents Satan and the children of Israel represent the children of God. So what Satan does is that he makes you labor hard and build cities. So if you live in America, Europe, you work Africa, everywhere, you work hard. Out like Donald Trump, he's built so many towers and all that. But you see, when you, di- when you die, when, when he's dead, basically he has built the cities, city of, the cities of America. 
with his towers. This is basically what he's done. He's built up the treasure cities. And you can't really own them because you are not allowed, when you die, you, are so, you have to give a huge percentage of what you own away. Yes. In England, it is 40%. And in America, it's also 40%. So, so you, you give away what you've, you've worked. You can only give 60% to. And then that one too, they will tax them for what they get. So it's, it's basically you are contributing to build the treasure cities of the world. It's amazing. So all the wealthy people in, of England, America, whatever... They have to give the whatever when they when they die. And in England, they give an exemption of amount. In America, they give an exemption to a certain amount of, um, amount of money. They will not. Have. But after that, everything this percentage is for the government. At least forty to fifty percent is of everything that Donald Trump has and will have, and everything they, they give it away. So basically, your life has been to build the treasure cities of the world. Yes, and then you go off. You see, are you still around? Yeah. So Pithoms and Ramses. So most of you who are working, you are actually building Pithoms and Ramses. You know, some years ago I was preaching about this and the, some of the older people were not happy with my message when I was talking about Pharaoh. When he gets up, he says, Pharaoh, we are working for Pharaoh. When he gets up on the pulpit, then he says, we are working for Pharaoh. I mean, somebody's wife, that is what she was saying about my preaching. You get up and you say, Pharaoh, something, something, Pharaoh. If you want to be angry with me, be angry with the Bible. Have I, have I have not done anything? Hmm? Anyway, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied, and they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. Now, Pharaoh will love you to serve with rigor, which means like with strength, you put your strength. So, a lot of people, when you look at their faces, they, you see premature aging. Yes, you serve with rigor. You struggle. You work hard for years. And basically, you are building the treasure cities of Pharaoh. That's all. And so God sent Moses to say, let my people go that they may serve me. I want my people to serve me, not to serve you, Pharaoh. Build your cities. I want them to serve me. Even if they end up building any cities, it will be a side effect of serving me, not that they serve you, Pharaoh. So it was a battle between God and Pharaoh. For his people. And he said let my people go. That they may serve me. 
Yes. And the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives. And he said, when you do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew woman and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, you shall kill him. If a daughter, she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. All right? Now, the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said, why have you done this thing? You saved the men children alive. And the midwife said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. They've got wider hips. Before the midwife gets there, the baby has popped out. Therefore, God dwelt well with the midwives and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. And it came to pass, because the midwives feared God, he made them houses. So, houses supernaturally come from God. Now, Pharaoh charged all his people, everyone that is, every son that is born, you shall cast him into the river. There are wicked people. Are you there? Amen. Now, Exodus chapter 2, verse 23. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. And they cried and their cry came up to God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning. God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God had respect unto them. Amen. Now, Exodus chapter 2, verse 1. There went a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bear a son. And she saw that he was a goodly son. And she hid him. And that was Moses. She hid him in the river. Alright. So. The point I'm trying to make here is that. God. Is so supernatural. You may think. You are doing something. But you find out that you are actually. You may think you are choosing God. But you find that God is choosing you. Now Moses. You may think that. uh, You see a daughter. Look at Exodus 2 verse 1. A man. Of the house of Levi. He saw a beautiful lady. A daughter of Levi. And said wow. I'm in love. I'm in love, yeah. So he thought he was falling in love. He thought he was falling in love. No, but what was actually happening was that God was remembering his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yes, that's what was happening. 
in Exodus chapter 2 and down there in verse 24, God heard their groaning and remembered his covenant and looked upon the children of Israel and had respect unto them. Wow. So, you may think you gotta found a beloved, but maybe God is remembering some covenant he made with someone who prayed for a revival. But meanwhile, you think you found a beloved. You feel you're falling in love. But actually, God is remembering his covenant with somebody. That's, that's, that's how Moses came on the scene. And the Bible says, a man of Levi went and found a daughter of Levi and said, mm, I love you, baby. And meanwhile, it was God remembering his covenant. So, in John 15 and verse 16, the Bible says that you have not chosen me. I chose you. So, those of you who think, oh, I gave my life to Christ. I lifted up my hand and I decided to go to the Bible school. It's not you. God is choosing you. You have nothing to do with it. So God is showing you that from the supernatural side and the hidden side, he is choosing you. Yes. So you said you were walking. Come. You were in Kumasi and you, 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 you heard an announcement. You were going with your friend somewhere. To a drinking bar. You're going to a drink. So he thought, I'm going to a drinking bar, but God was choosing him. Wow. What drinks were you going to have that day, on that day? What drinks? I was going to drink brandy and gin. Brandy and gin. He's a bishop now. But he was on his way to drink brandy and gin. <laughs> And then what happened? Then we met a lady who invited us to a crusade. Yes. God had chosen you and had decided to start a process with you. But you had a mind, I am going to drink what? Brandy and gin. Brandy and gin. Is there anything else you are going to drink apart from brandy and gin? I mean, they were the two main things. <laughs> two main drinks. <laughs> I set off from the house with the mind that I was going to the bar to drink and get drunk. And you wanted to be drunk? Yes. You didn't just want to have a drink? Yes. I just, why, why would you want to be drunk? It was fun. It's fun to be so drunk. Yes. In fact, we used to, we used to say that <laughs> as a man, your mouth must smell like a man. <laughs> As a man, your mouth must smell like a man. So up till today, you remember the exact drinks you were going to drink? I remember. I mean, they were my my favorites. Favorites. Brandy and gin. And as you were going to drink this brandy and gin, you met somebody. Yes, we met sister who was not far from the drinking bar and then she stopped us and then said that 
guys, I want to invite you for a feast. So I said, oh, we, we like to go to the party, take us to the party. <laughs> so we followed her, only to find out that it was a huge crowd of people, a crusade. So when we got at the back of where everybody was sitting, we said, look, this is not a feast, this is church. <laughs> Then she said that, look, this is, this is the, the, the feasting that I'm talking about. We are coming to eat the word of God and all that. But then, I mean, she wouldn't leave us to leave. So my friend told me that, don't worry, let's sit down. He will leave us and then we disappear. Your friend told you she, when she takes her eye off you, yes. you disappear. Yes. So I said, oh, it's a good idea. So we, I was trying to look for a seat at the back. And then the lady said no. So she pulled me through the crowd. And as we were coming, I was, I was very hesitant. So uh, there's a seat. I said, no, 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 come, come, come. Then she pulled me out to. The, if the pastors were sitting on this side, she brought me to the first pew right here. And I was so uncomfortable. And I said, hey, how do I get up and run away? So I sat there. God was choosing him. God was choosing. He thought a girl had met him. God was choosing him. God was selecting him. Eh? God was holding his hand. God has selected him. From he's going to drink. I'm going to drink brandy and gin. God picked him and let us go. Come, come. God was pulling him. So I sat in front there. And um, people who people who say no to God when God chooses them are really some way. Yeah. Really. Because God selects you, picks you out, pulls you along and brings you right to him. And you say, oh, sorry. Wow. Yes. So you were brought to the front. Yes, I was brought to the front. Unfortunately, my my friend was left at the back. I oh. mean, he didn't come. Yeah. And um, your friend was left. Yes. Did he give his life to Christ? He did. He, he did. did. Yes, but um, he's not in the church. But something bad has happened to him. So I was sitting there. The choir was singing. And suddenly, I started crying. You suddenly started crying? Yeah, for the first time in my life. I mean, nothing could make me cry. I was a very hardened, bad boy. I mean, you can't make me cry. You were a hardened, bad boy. Yeah. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you. Try to get it in your head. That is why I wrote that song. But you like me, Lord. And you chose me, Lord. Thanks for choosing me. Do you know the words of the song? How does it go? Thanks for choosing me. Thanks for calling me. How can I say thanks? With my life, I will say thanks. Amen. Amen. Yes. Huh? Is it not beautiful? Out of all your family and your friends, 
Because you can have a family, one who doesn't like God, one likes God, one wants to go to church, one doesn't want to go. Don't you have brothers and sisters who are not interested? Yeah. And they look at you like, well, what is wrong with you? You are possessed. What church have you gone to? Are you, are you in a cult? They will ask you, you are in a cult. You don't come home early. But they also don't come home early. And it's not a problem. So this man was, his mind was, I am going to drink brandy and gin to get drunk. And as a man, my mouth must smell like a man's mouth. But God chose him as he was walking. Today, he's a bishop with many churches, buildings, cathedrals in Mozambique, preaching in Portuguese. And it's just growing. Yes. It's just growing. Thanks for choosing me. Thanks for calling me. How can I say thanks? Huh? You turn me inside out. You change me. Sing it. You. I can save you. Surrender my life. Let me tell you what's on my mind. I just want to tell you what's on my mind. I love my family, my many friends. You picked, you picked me out. You made me. You made me love you, Lord. You made me. You made me love your word. You made me serve you when I was still so young. Thanks for choosing me. change me. Actually, come. Come. When was the first time you came to Ghana? No, no. Stay with me. I need you. I need you. I feel comfortable when you are here. Yes. When was the first time you came? How old were you when you came to Ghana for the first time? I was 16. 16. Which country do you come from? From Namibia. Namibia. You were 16. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Why did you come to Ghana when you were 16? There was a homecoming at the Kodesh. At the Kodesh? Yes, please. And you wanted to come? I was excited to come. You were excited to come? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And now, where are you now? Right now, I'm in Cuba. Cuba. If you see pictures of, how old are you now, my dear? I'm 23. 23. If you see pictures of her church in Cuba, hundreds of people in Cuba, speak to us a little in your language, please. Buenos dias. 
Es una bendición de estar aquí en la iglesia con nuestro padre, el obispo Dougie Wood Mills. No es un milagro solo, pero un cambio de nuestras vidas completamente. Y creo que nuestras iglesias y nuestras vidas van a ser cambiados completamente. Aleluya. Hey. Look, I want you to sing, I want you to sing that part. You, when I was still so young. Let's start that verse. Why is I tell her to hurry up and come, right? Huh? You made me love, you love. You made me you were. You made me serve you when I was still so young. Let's sing that part again. You made me love, you love. You made me love your word. You made me serve you when I was still so young. Thanks for choosing me. You made me serve you when I was still so young. You you said you were how old when you came? Sixteen. Sixteen. Wow. And what are you doing in Cuba? I'm a medical student. Medical student. I prayed for her? Yeah. Did I pray for you? Yes. We were at the office. Daddy was using me for an example. When you had anything and I said, no, I didn't have a cell phone shop. I didn't have a carpet shop. I didn't have anything. I only had a cell phone. And so daddy said, come, let me pray for you in his office. So I went and he said the following word. He said, you will be known internationally and you will do great works. So when daddy came to Namibia, I had the opportunity to drive with him and I reminded him of the prayer that I am in an international country and I'm doing something I personally don't even believe how it is growing and flourishing. And I said, it's those prayers when I was 16. Let us sing that verse again. You made me love, you love. Are you singing it? You made me love, you I was so young. Thanks for choosing me. Is it the art students or the science students who are spoiled? Spoil? I mean, there's a bit of discord. It's the art students, the science students, or the film stars. So 16, she came to Ghana for the first time, 16. So how old were you when you started coming to church? I was 14. 14. You see, I told you, just when young people don't have grown-up members, yes, they are the winnable souls. Yes. Winnable souls. Yes. One of her sheep is her beloved too. These are side effects of that. I mean, (laughs) yes, seeking the kingdom. Is it not beautiful? 
So do you think God chose you? I am almost sure he did. Yes. Did I you am, choose him or he chose you? He definitely chose me. He definitely. I thought I chose him, but. You're realizing that he chose yeah, you. Yeah, because if I chose him, I don't think I'd be able to do what I'm doing. So he must have chosen me. So were there people in your family who didn't like you? <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> No, you don't have to say who yes, I mean because yes, maybe they'll yes. be watching and then they, yeah, 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 yeah. They were, but some are still not in agreement why I'm doing medicine and doing church. You went to do medicine, focus on doing medicine. And some people didn't like you in life. Oh, till today. <laughs> till today. Yes. So they didn't like you much. I desire the part we say didn't like me much. Let me tell you now. All that's on my mind No one ever chose me No one liked me much Yet you liked me You liked me Yet you chose me me. And so with my life life. I'll serve you now That is how I will say thanks Oh, oh, oh And you Turn me inside out and you changed me. Give me brand new heart, only you. The only one who won my heart today. Yeah, and I want to do all I can just to serve you. Surrender my life just for you. The only one who won my heart that way. So he was, how old were you when you were going to drink brandy and gin? Stay, stay. I was 19 years old. 19? And how long had you been drinking brandy and gin? Because you seem to be quite a senior. senior I I started at the age of 15. 15. I was 15 drinking brandy and gin. So what about things like beer? It was below you. I didn't like beer. You didn't like beer? I couldn't afford couldn't afford. Or you could afford. Is brandy cheaper than beer? Yes. Gin, brandy, they are cheaper. Wow. And you get intoxicated with just a little, so. (laughs) So he was 19. She was 14. He was getting drunk. And she was Finding Jesus. I don't know what she was doing before. And you come, Daniel. Do you do you think do you think do you think you chose stand 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 by this little one here? Do you think you chose God or God chose you? I didn't choose God at all. You didn't choose God? Hello? 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 You yes. didn't choose God. I had even decided to reject God rather than choose him. How? How did you decide to reject God? Um, I decided that I wasn't interested in church. Um, I made a decision not to attend church. You made a decision? For any service. You are, you are lying? No. 100%. Where made, were you living? How could you decide you never go to a church? I just, I, I, I remember the day, I remember thinking, I don't want anything to do with any church, any Christian. So I said I won't attend a church service. Um, 
It even got to the point where I didn't attend any weddings, any funerals. I just wouldn't. I refused to step foot inside of a church. You refused to step foot. How old were you when you took such a bold decision? I was, I must have been 20. 20. But I wasn't attending church in the A wedding, you will not enter. I don't want to do anything with a church. This is a pastor. Recently, he sent me uh, pictures of his church. They had 1,000, is it 1,200? 1,052. 1,052 in Birmingham, in the UK. People. Sunday. And he has decided you, 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 you had the audacity. I decided strongly. It was a strong decision. It was even when we had um, family, you know, somebody's getting married or funeral. It used to become a big topic because I would refuse to come. And I would come after the church part to the reception or the gathering. I said, I have no problem attending. I just won't come to the church part. This is serious. So, not that he didn't choose God, but he said, God, I delete you. I've decided that you in particular, I don't want you. At the age of 20. So, then what happened? Um, It was a Saturday um, afternoon. I'd gone to the library. I still can't remember why I went to the library. You can't remember because God was choosing you. That's why you went to the library. God was choosing you. God was, li- God was liking you. How many realize that it's quite mysterious the way God chooses people and likes uh, This one is going for brandy and gin. This one is going to, I mean, no church. And then what happened? Um, then when I walked into the library, um, as soon as I got to the main floor of the library, there was a guy sitting um, behind one of the desks. Then I was just walking by, then he, he stopped me and he said, oh, um, is your name Daniel? Because I was, I was quite known on the campus. And um, I said, yes. And he said, oh. Um, you were known for what? <laughs> what were you known for? Um, when I first came to the university, I was very active in the organizing of raves, parties. Raves? Um, yes. As in What's dis- a rave? Discos. So I'd organize coaches to carry people from Birmingham to other cities for disco parties. Disco. You were into busing. You were busing people to parties. Discos. You started busing long ago. Busenters. Uh-huh. So, um, I said, yes. And then he said, okay. Um, then he, he was just talking to me. Then Is he that said, all that you were doing? Just bussing people? You were known for only that? Yeah, so we had, on, on every campus, there's um, an Afro-Caribbean society. So it's for all of the people, of, for the black people on every single university campus. Um, so normally when you come to university as a new person, a fresher, you join the Afro-Caribbean society that's how you meet other black people. That's how you're taken to the discos and the parties. So I remember when I joined the um, university, I joined the Afro-Caribbean Society. And then within about three weeks of being on the campus, I called for a re-election of the Afro-Caribbean Society leadership because I managed to gather quite a few followers. So... 
<laughs> Brexit. So, so and you, you go to parties, organize different cities. And what are the things you are doing at the parties? Oh, we would drink heavily, we'd get very drunk. Sometimes you you end up getting on the coach on the way back. You don't even remember the journey. I remember going out one um, one night. We got so drunk, and then we went to somewhere to eat. And then when the food was coming, I just put my head on the table because I couldn't I couldn't think, I couldn't see, I couldn't. My mind wasn't working. And then somebody said, the food has come. And I remember lifting up my head and saying, I'm just trying to stay alive. <laughs> As in, I, I didn't want to eat because we were that intoxicated. Was, we were smoking. Yeah, and smoking was something that had started years before from the age of 14, 13, 14. We started smoking in school. It was, that was the culture in the school I was in. Everybody was a heavy smoker. So it had been for years Years of smoking. A group of us, four. So four of us. Smoking were... cigarettes. No, we used to smoke weed. Weed. Yeah. Four of you. Yeah. So where are the other three? All three of them today are mad. All three of them. Um, I remember when I went to university, one by one, I would get a phone call, uh, whether from the person's family or another friend explaining that they've gone mad. One of them used to walk around um, in an area called Tottenham with, and he used to just be walking down the street and he'll start taking off his clothes saying he wants to fight. Anybody who's big enough should come. And one by one, they've all had different issues with their mental health. And today, all three of them are, are totally off track. And you took now your decision that God checked my leg will not will enter. not enter for any reason at all. And then on the Saturday... So when you start saying, you know, me, as for me, I'm the type who, you know, I'm the God type. I'm the member of my family who likes God and really, you know. And then that day, what happened? Yeah, so the guy will speak to me and he said, do you go to church? I said, oh, no, I'm not, you know, I don't attend church. And then he said, okay, I would like to invite you to um, my church tomorrow. And I said, yes. But as I said, yes, it's like in my head, I, was, I became confused. Because, I mean, I, I didn't even think, I don't know why I said yes. I hadn't said, I, I mean, I, the decision was already no. It had been no for, for, for a year. And I just said yes for some reason. So even he looked shocked. I was shocked. We were both looking at each other, <laughs> shocked. Everybody was shocked. But even as I said the yes, I just, I just decided that, I mean, of course it's a no. I mean, how can I go to church? And um, so he said, okay, no problem. Tomorrow morning, um, I'll I'll give you a call in the morning and we can go together. So I remember leaving the conversation with him thinking, well, I don't know why I said yes, but I'm not going. But then for some reason, the following day, when I woke up, I called him. You called him? And I picked him up and we went to church. And then you went to church. Sit down, you are blocking some people's with those are those those behind you. 
So you went to church? Yes. And then, so I picked him up. Um, I went to the campus. I picked him up in the morning. And then we went to church. And then when we got there, it was, a, it, was a, it, was, it was like a community center. So I didn't know that churches could happen outside of a church building. I'd never seen anything like that before. Um, so when we walked in to the hall, it was... <laughs> the pastor was playing the keyboard. Pastor Len was playing the keyboard. Then there was somebody doing praise and worship. And then I think one or two people singing with them. One person on the drums. And then the person that invited me went to go and do the projector. So I was... I was the congregation. You were the whole congregation. He was the whole congregation. There was nobody else in the church. You were the only member. Yes. So I thought maybe we've come early. This maybe is a rehearsal. I didn't understand because I'd never, I didn't even know that there was anything like a small church or I'd only known a church in a church building. Wow. And then what happened? The pastor preached. Pastor preached. And I remember. So only you. Everybody came to sit down. (laughs) Praise and worship finished. Um, But yes, he preached. And um, so when they were leading the praise and worship, you were the only only member of the congregation. I I just stood. I just stood. And I think I I probably sat at a point. Because you didn't know the songs. I didn't know the songs. Jesus is powerful. And then what happened? And then um, I sat down and then when the preaching um, was happening, I was just... I was just drawn in. I was engaged um, in the message and what was happening. Mm, beautiful. And I just, at the end of it, I just, in, I felt, I, I enjoyed the service. But I still decided that I'm not into this church thing. It took me two Sundays. I went back the following week. And then on that Sunday, when I gave my life, I said, I'm going to go and collect the rest of my people and we're going to go to church. So you went and collected some people? Yes, so I remember after, the ch- after I gave my life um, I started work that week and I created a group called um, Aston Goes to Church that I remember I started inviting people saying on Sunday we're going to church people are like, oh no we don't go to church I said we're all going, we're all going then I began to gather you know, all the people that I'd known from before um, friends that were around um, even my wife was part of that group. I didn't know that she was going to be my wife at the time. And then the following Sunday, um, took 26 of us. You took 26 people the next Sunday. So what are you waiting for? 26 people. And something, um, you know, I had, I had um, a supernatural experience months before that without even realizing it there was a time where i was in um there's an area called swindon in the uk um, in southwest england and i remember driving through swindon at a point and i'd seen a sign that had um lighthouse chapel international the yellow banner that is used in the lighthouse churches so when i came to the church 
And, and, and in that time, I'm, I'm, my mother used to call me, are you going to church? And then I just remembered that banner. This was during the period where I wasn't attending any church. And I said, yes, I go to um, Lighthouse Chapel. So I mentioned the church. Then when I came to... When I came to the service and I saw the banner, I said, this is the same banner. So I said to the pastor, oh, I've seen your branch in Swindon. And then he said, there's no branch in Swindon. And I said, no, but I've seen this banner before in Swindon. And he checked and there was no branch in Swindon. So what I actually saw wasn't actually physically there. Wow. You chose me, Lord. Yet you liked me, Lord. Yet you chose me, Lord. And so with my life, I'll serve you now. That is how I will say thanks. Oh, 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 and you turn me inside out and you say to me, give me brand new heart, only you. The only one who won my heart that way. Has he won your heart? Mm-hmm. Has he won and your heart? I wanna do all I can just to serve you. Surrender my life just for you. The only one who won my heart today. Beautiful, beautiful. For me, when I see what is the greatest miracle is salvation. I see him choosing people all the time. Boys, girls, from everywhere you see his power. And he calls you. Why did he choose, choose you? Put the scripture there, 16, 15, 16. He says, and ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit. Yes. So each of these ones are bringing forth fruit. They are not fruitless. Fruits, fruits. Fruits. He's speaking Portuguese. Tell us something. Se você está aqui nessa casa, eu quero você para saber que Deus já te escolheu para servir Ele em nome de Jesus. Você nunca vai sair aqui mesmo assim. Deus vai usar você grandemente em nome de Jesus. Diga Amém. And you also answer him in Spanish. Sister, say something. Bishop, Spanish and, Sp- and Portuguese are the same. Yes, so say something. Okay, el pastor dijo que, voy a repetir que el pastor dijo, el dijo que nuestras vidas van a ser diferentes. Y cuando, mientras estamos caminando, ya hemos escogido del Señor. Entonces, no te preocupes si tu ministerio va a trabajar o no. <laughs> Tienen que saber que ya estás En los planes del Señor. Grita amén. No, grita amén. Speak your boring English now. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Let me hear you say hallelujah. Let me hear you say Jesus is Lord. Savior of the world. Amen. Beautiful. This is going to be one of the most international, look, languages. 
we are going to speak. No language will be too difficult for us, I'm telling you. Where's Ludwig again? Went to two months. Talk to us now. Tell us something. In Kirundi, just say something. Ijinaga Yesu, Warakiri Yesu Christo, Yesu, Imana, Igo Ibaesangiri. Vuga Amen. Vuga Amen. Imana Ibaesangiri. Hallelujah. He's speaking Kirundi. Kirundi from Burundi. Two months. Two months. Beautiful. And you are also in Burundi. Yes, please. Yes. I'm in Burundi. All of them have hundreds of members. Fruits. Why did God choose you? Why did he save you? That you should go forth and bring forth fruit. Put my scripture. And that your fruit should remain. After you are dead, it should be there. And that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Fruitfulness is very connected to your prayer. Your prayer is being answered. It's not every child who asks the parent for something who gets it. Yes. Curtis, where are you? Huh? Yeah. Curtis. Come here. Now. You. Did your father always give you what you wanted? No. Not at all. Not at all? He didn't used to actually pay much attention. So we had like a hierarchy in the house. If you wanted something, you have to go to my mom. And then when you tell her, and then she will tell him. And then he will give it to her, and then she will give it to you. So has has there been any change? Oh, the, the change has been. Okay, now... If my mother wants something, she will tell me. And then I will tell him. Hey, and then that, he it has do, reversed. It has reversed. Totally. So, he now will do things for you. Yes. When well, I why, why has that changed? Um, it changed because my relationship with him changed. Um, the things that he wanted me to do were the things that I did. And you told me to get close to him, to actually like him. But at first you didn't like him. At all. To be honest, I, I did not. I, I felt that he was not a nice man. You felt that he was not a nice man. And then? And then you told me to change, to delete that from my mind. and start. So did you used to run away from him? Yes. Um, it was awkward even being in the same space with him. So if, well, for example, the family is watching TV and we're all watching something children, my mom, and then he's coming. We had like a signal, like, like a call. As soon as the lights come. You had a signal? A signal. Um, in, in the in, house? Yeah, in the house. In Ghana, we say, Ebae, which means he's coming. So, Ebae? Yeah. Ebae means he's coming. So before he would even get to the gate, you know his lights. And then when we say Ebae, everybody kind of 
quickly disperses to their rooms. And then we put the TV off so that when he comes in, nobody is really there for that awkward feeling. Yeah, but I, I realized there was a... And did he know that you, you, you were there? Yes, I, I realized it was a problem because there was one time when I went to my room, I, I, I left the door open to see like when he came in. And then I realized that when he came in, he went to the TV and then he put his hand behind it. So then he knew that the TV was hot, which meant that people were watching it just before he came. And they all ran away when he, when he came. So, then you changed. Yes, I changed. You told me. So, I started to watch the shows that he liked to watch. He usually a news and those discussions. To, to watch yeah, the news to with watch him. the news with him. To started to just sit down. Sometimes in silence, not saying anything, but I would be there. And then he would be there with me. And then he started to talk to me. He started to do strange things like call me. To ask how I was. <laughs> Good strange things will be happening to you. To call to ask how I was doing. And then he started to give me things. Yes. So that's what the scripture is saying. It says that he has called you to do this. So that whatsoever you ask. Yes. Prayer is very connected to you bearing fruit. You should fear the prayers of a fruit-bearing person. His prayers are very dangerous. Because God will answer his prayers fast. The prayers will be answered at that plan. When I see somebody bearing fruit, that is it. You don't even have to ask. What you don't even ask for, you have it. Yes. Did your father give you things you didn't ask for? Yes. Different things. Um, for example, a car. And he just gave you a car? Yeah, he gave me a car when I graduated. Um, and then he started a company. And then I was there when he called me and made me come in. And he made me sign some papers. And then made me like a co-signatory to the account. And then, you who used to run away from him. Yes. That he was a bad man. Yeah. Do you still think that he's a bad man? No, no. I, I think he's a good man. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a really good man. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So, God chooses you like he chose you, Ludwig. Apache. Apache. Apache, Apache. <laughs> Daniel chose you to bear fruit so that what is happening with Curtis that when he chose you when you start doing what he wants the reason for which he gave birth to you do you think your father gave birth to you to run away from him when he came and he put his hand behind the television and he realized that everybody has scattered do, do you know what it is yeah. It is it is it is it is like a higher message. Yes. 
when, when you see a parent at an outdoor in a, when they are lifting up their child and say, oh, <laughs> like this is a new baby that we have. And the joy. And that person will grow up and see, consider that in your mind, your diagnosis of the person is that he's a bad person. And that's why the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. Your mother has helped you. And your father has looked after you in ways you don't know. Oh, yes. So, you must be careful. And we must know that God is equally not a fool to just, you don't do anything that he wants. Father, give me this. He will just be looking at you like that. Yes. Every father is like that. God, every father is like that. You should fear the prayers of a fruit-bearing person. The prayers will be answered like Yesterday, somebody was reminding me about a battle that we had with in a certain realm. And he said, remember, I lifted my hand. I said, Lord, let this person wither. Let him wither. And that was it. He withered off. So, be careful of the prayers of a fruit-bearing person and become a fruit-bearing person. You were not saved for, for nothing. You were saved for a reason. This man has got thousands of people in Mozambique, Burundi, Cuba, England, Birmingham. You, 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 you decided that I will never go to church. Then God says, I, I want the guy who said he will never go to church. I decided to choose that guy. Charlie, God is wild though. So it is kindness. I don't know what, I don't know how, and I also can't explain the people that God chooses. So whenever you have somebody who says, no, I don't want to work for you. But I like the song that Ida sang, the other one she sang. There is no job like working for, you never find a job like working for Jesus. You never find a job like that. Ever. Anywhere. Amen? I I feel comfortable as you stand here. You you just be standing here for some time. Are you happy to be standing there? Keep standing. I'm going to show you a beautiful verse. After I show you the verse, you can go. Amen? You'll be there. Yeah. Isaiah 27 and verse 6. He shall cause them that come of Jacob to take root. Amen. God is going to cause you to take root. That means you become solid in church, in Christ. And then what's going to happen? Israel is a type of the church. We are the Jews. Romans 2, 29. All right. 
he shall cause them that come out of Israel to take root. So God is, by being at this camp, God is making you deep and making you have roots. Amen. Now what's going to happen? Then Israel shall blossom and bud and fill the face of the world with fruits. Are going to fill the face of the earth, the world, with fruits. And that's what I was telling you that God said to me, pray for the continents. Pray for the continents. We are going to fill the face of the world, the world, with fruits. So Birmingham is being filled with fruit. You know, one time I went to Birmingham for a camp. And as we were going to the hall, I saw a a queue from like here to where the library of the anointing is. Young people, they were standing in in a line. Where, Where were they going? Is that disco? I don't know what they were going. Is that nightclub? Or? Yeah, O2 Academy. They have um, a O2 concert Academy. arena there. Bishop Richard, is that what we what? They were going clubbing. They were all in a line like that. Young people, they were all in a line. Long, like, along the street pavement. I mean, I thought maybe there's a revolution or something is happening. There's a helicopter coming. There's something. Young people. I said, what are they? We were driving by long line. Young people who don't know their left from their right. Wow. And thank God that in the same town, somebody would be very much. He says, we put my scripture back. It says, and Israel, John 20, uh, Isaiah 27, Israel shall blossom. So you are going to blossom and bud and fill the face of the world with fruit. Take this scripture home with you, I tell you. You are going to fill the world with fruit. Look at the map of Mozambique. Do you have it up there? If you put the map of Mozambique, Mozambique is like a, a little strip going up long. It's like a tall man. Like this, long. Yes. Do you see? It's very, very far. <laughs> this small thing you see there. Because it goes from southern Africa all the way to Tanzania. Yes. All by the sea. So that's where the uh, hurricanes, uh, what was it, tornadoes or cyclones came. You see that on the side there, look at the town, Beira, in the middle. Can you see it? Yes. Beira. Who, who did I send to Beira? Who is going to Beira? Salom. Where are you, Selim? He's at the library? Okay. Yeah. He's going to Beira. I sent him and his wife. They, they are here. I told them they're going to Beira. Then, where is Tete? Look at Tete up there on the left. There's somebody there. He used to be with us. He's called Caesar. He's riding Tete there. I'm sure he's watching. He's in Tete. There's Beira. That's Maputo down there. And oh, then yeah. look at sh- X-I-X-I. X-I. It's pronounced in Portuguese Shashai. 
So Shashai, we have somebody there in Shashai. And, uh, and Nyambani. Rodino is in Nyambani. Where is Nyambani? Look at it there. Can you see Maputo down there? Keep going by the sea. You come to Tefu. And the next one in Hambani. Yes. One of our Bible students, he's got, he's building a cathedral, a huge cathedral. He's a graduate of this school. He was here for four years. Yes. Pastor Rodino. Yes. He's a graduate from this school. He was here for four years. He, he has almost a thousand members. He has almost 1,000 members in that in, in Hambani. But they don't pronounce it in Hambani. They pronounce it in Nyambani. Nyambani. You have to learn some Portuguese. Tell your neighbor, come on, man. Become international. <laughs> Is it beautiful? Is it fantastic? Is it wonderful? Put my map there. Who took my map away? I want to send somebody to Nampula. Where's Nampula? Pemba. Flavio is already on his... Flavio. Nampula. And there's Pemba. It's towns, 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 towns. When the flood came, it came and took all the people by the sea. So many people drowned. Yeah. After Be- there was nothing left in this town of Beira. It was supposed to be the second capital city. Yeah. But that's where we are sending. Where should we send people to? To New York? To Manhattan? No. He saved us so that we would go and bear fruit. And you see that person going is like a, a little mustard seed. It's like a mustard seed. Yes. Amen. I want you to come quick. Beautiful. The little mustard seed when the person goes. Mustard seed. Looks like nothing. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it becomes a mighty tree. The birds come and rest, yeah, yeah. There are many start out small they start small you may miss them you may ignore them but all you must respect the mystery of the mustard seed it becomes a mighty tree yeah yeah if you can't see at least the yes but you can Come on. 
mustard seed, a very small word in a small book or in a little song. A book. It's another mustard seed. A book. Yeah. It's a mustard seed. Yeah. Sing it. You must recognize the mustard seed when you see a young missionary like him starting a church somewhere, starting out so small, it will become a mighty tree, yeah, yeah, oh, oh. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it becomes a mighty tree. The birds come and rest, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Tell somebody, I'm going to fill the whole world with fruits. Yeah. Filling the whole world with fruit. So bear much fruit in every continent.